Hello there, friends, family, people of this earth. Welcome to the How to Go Nowhere podcast for when you need to sleep. I am your host, Forrest McBride, and today we are going to be talking about the purpose of this podcast, it being the very first one I've done for this series. So, long story short, let's just say, whenever I talk, people fall asleep. It is my superpower, my destiny, my purpose on this earth, some might say. But for you, that is why we are here. I've chosen not to hide this power that I've been given, but to share it with all of you, to bless you with such a thing. So, let's find something very boring to talk about so that you can fall asleep. Um, recently, let's see what I've been doing. I've actually been studying neural networks just on my own. I like to study random stuff. I spend way too much time uh, learning vastly diverse topics regarding nothing I do in my normal day-to-day -day professional life. So it's a lot of time that virtually goes nowhere that now I can share with you. So, neural networks. What are neural networks? And what do they do? Well, um, I should frame that in the terms of neural networks as far as computer programming goes. Um, and these are what are often referred to as AI, or artificial intelligence, which, let me clarify, is not quite the case. Um... So, AI, that's a scary word. Something that we fear will overtake us. Once, I mean, here's the theory. Once computers get to the progress point where they can improve themselves, then, um, you know, they kind of get out of control of our hands. So right now we program the computers, they do what we want. Once we make a computer that can program itself and continue developing to where it uh, grows in complexity and power and all that fun stuff, then um, we don't have control over them anymore. This is the fear. This is the Matrix. A very good movie about our future, if you believe in all that stuff. But anyways, I digress. So, neural networking. That's what many believe is the path to AI currently. And it's a, a goal to simulate, um, or not a goal to simulate, uh, a the... The theory was developed on the process of how the uh, human mind works of neurons and stuff uh, connecting to each other and things like that. Uh, I might mention I'm no expert on this field. I've studied it for uh, like a week. Yeah, 
Yeah, so very noob, very noobish, some would say. So um, this is a very rough, non-credentialed breakdown of my understanding of it to date. So, um, yeah, back to neural networks. So basically you have nodes or neurons, um, and, and the idea is these neurons are connected to each other, um, with different weight values between their connections. So, um, like a set of neurons will have a stronger connection than a different set of neurons or one of those neurons with another neuron and, and so forth. Um, and hmm, how do I explain this? Uh, so as information, so you put in information into, uh, you have like input neurons that receive information and then you have all these hidden layers of neurons. So it'll be um, multiple layers that they kind of trickle down through. So if you can almost imagine like water dripping down uh, a wall with a bunch of obstruction things on it. So like, um, uh, yeah, a rock wall. Let's just say water's trickling down a rock wall. Um, this is a very horrible metaphor, but we're already going for it. So water's trickling down a rock wall and you have, um, these different obstructions for this water trickling down and, uh, and the obstructions push the water this way and that way. And as it flows past one obstruction, it gets pushed in one direction and then it gets a little further down and hits another layer of obstructions and gets pushed in other directions off of that layer. And eventually you get a pattern at the bottom where the water trickles out. And um, say there's a few different points where this water is trickling out. Um, you know, that those are kind of like your output neurons. And um, that is what we call gradient descent. I'm sorry, people who actually know anything about this topic. Um, I've done you a great injustice, but I will continue. So uh, gradient descent is the principle of, uh, huh, what is it the principle of? Basically, it's uh, the path of least resistance. Let's just call it that. The path of least re least resistance. And um, so that's kind of how a neural network works. But the challenging part is, is training the neural network to do what you want it to do. So you have these inputs assigned to different various values and um, and then and then these outputs that you want to have some specific result based on the inputs so um, so you have to have lots of data 
lots and lots of data. Oh, just so much data. This is the pain of neural networks. Wow, that fridge is loud. But it's a soothing loud, so I'll let it keep going. If this were a different type of audio uh, project, I might be worried. But we all like the soothing sound of refrigerators that remind us of something cool, like a cool breeze on one's face, or um, a nice ice pack on the back during a hot summer day. Something like that, or a bowl of ice cream. I really could go for a bowl of ice cream right now. Um, in fact, let's just take a commercial break, and I'm going to go get a bowl of ice cream. Uh, actually, I don't have any sponsors yet, so no commercial break. Sorry. Um, man, I really wanted that bowl of ice cream, too. Oh, well. Um, okay, so what was I talking about? Uh, gradient descent. Um, is it, yeah, I think that's what I was talking about. Oh, training, training these, these neural networks. Um, so you have to have lots of data to, uh, train, train these neural networks. Basically you, you have, um, you know, a sample of whatever input you're giving it, uh, and tied to whatever results you want. Um, and you have thousands of these, these little training samples, uh, classified with the results. Um, and these could be like, say it's, uh, a yes and no. It's just, it's just one output you want. You want yes or no. Like if you're trying to um, distinguish is there a hot dog in this image that's an actual app by the way um, maybe I could get them as a sponsor mm -hmm. they probably don't have a ton of money though I don't see that app being lucrative but uh, it's fun it's uh, so um, anyways it uh, looks at an image and it says is there a hot dog in this image and you, uh, well, you, you take a picture of something, and, and then the app says, is there a hot dog in this image? And the app says, yes or no. So it's just, just yes or no, that's it, one, one or two values. Um, if we get really technical, it's actually zero through one, and uh, there's a, a weight or a percentage value of, um, another term is confidence of, uh, how likely there is a hot dog in the image. So like maybe haven't played with it much, but maybe if there was like a banana in the image, then it might have a higher confidence and think like that could be a hot dog. Maybe. So I'll give it like 30%. Whereas if you had like a picture of say like a shoe, it might be like, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's not a hot dog. I'll give it like 12%, not a hot dog. Like maybe, yeah, yeah. You're, you're, I might be missing a hot dog, but, but I'm like, 
I'm pretty confident there's not a hot dog. So I'm going to say 12% confidence there's a hot dog in this image. So that's like not a lot of confidence. But if there was a hot dog in the image, then it would be like, oh, I see that hot dog. I'm giving this image 90% confidence that there's a hot dog in this image. Um, and so that in numerical terms would just be like 0.9, you know, because percentages and uh, the whole like decimal thing. Anyways, um, so so that's our output, um, 0 through 1. And, um, and then we get these confidence values of uh, what it thinks. Sorry, excuse me, I had to burp a little. Um, anyways, <sighs> so um, so we have to train this thing to know what's a hot dog and what's not a hot dog. So we have all these images um, with hot dogs in them. And then we have all these images without hot dogs in them. And, uh, and we feed it through this thing. And um, there's this whole technical side of training um, a neural network where you like uh, have to do like backward propagation or something like that where you basically it's some big complex formula for um, what um, behavioral psychologists would term as um, uh, like positive reinforcement or negative reinforcement. Um, so it's like the math version of positive or negative reinforcement. Um, but it's also, uh, assigning, assigning weights to the connections between the neurons. So that's why it gets complicated with all the math. Um, and basically it's like this backward propagation of like, oh, I just saw this image, and this is what I did to this image and, and how it trickled through my wall of obstructive things. Um, we'll just, yeah, you trying to throw it back to the water um, metaphor. Uh, but anyways, um, and then I got this result. And then we say, like, oh, that wasn't right. So then we say, like, well, you're, you're, you're wrong, computer. You didn't get this right. So um, all those, those neurons and stuff that, that you just trickled through, those weights, um, or those connections between the neurons, they need to be destroyed. Okay, not that extreme, but I'm just saying, you know, like, let's not, let's not do this because you kind of suck at it. Let's try it again. So we give it another picture, and um, and then it gives us some answer. It's pretty much just giving us random answers at the start, and then um, we say like, oh wow, you you got that right. What what did you do? That was good, like keep that up, you know, strengthen those connections between the neurons that, that went through, and, um, and then, uh, 
and basically uh, we do it again and um, long story short you know I could keep on repeating myself but basically we do this thousands of times with the neural network and uh, and then it kind of gets to a value of um, stronger and weaker connections between different neurons in the network and then um, uh, and then you know it at that point is, is trained on how to recognize if there's a hot dog in the image um, so um, and then we we take this this neural network and we do some really awesome stuff with it we make an app where people can take a picture and know if there's a hot dog in that picture that they just took this is life-changing stuff um, so um, these are the machines that are going to take over the world and turn us into batteries um, to power themselves uh, so long story short I should just say don't trust hot dogs or maybe I should just say don't hang out with hot dogs or around hot dogs because the computers are gonna know um, anyways I'm kind of starting to ramble a little bit as if I haven't been rambling this whole time um, I should I should warn you I have a skill a very particular skill about um, I don't want to call it making things up or like lying it's not really that it's um educated theories you know like where I kind of just guess how something works based on what I know about the world or my own life experiences um, so like I don't know like if someone asks like oh how does this thing work? I um, usually like I'm like oh you you know just it does this and that and and then uh, that's that's what this thing's for and then they're like oh really how do you know that um, and I'm like I don't know I just made it up and so then they're like oh so that's not what it does but then I'm like Google it. And then they Google it. And, um, I'd say probably like 70% of the time, I'm usually pretty accurate. Um, I mean, this is a pretty big claim. There's nothing to really prove it. I mean, like, and, and it's usually pretty simple stuff, you know. It's nothing, like, crazy. Like, like, how... How does the, the universe 
work? I mean, what kind of question is that to begin with? I mean, like, how does it work? Like, like what, what does that even mean? Uh, like, are you asking, um, well, first off, what does it do? Like, like what's, what's the, the goal of it? So, oh, wow, that's another really big question. Like, like what's the, the point of the universe? What is it doing? What is it trying to accomplish? What is its goal? Can the universe even have a goal? Does it, does it have a purpose? And, um, these are some, some questions. I probably should not even mention or address, but since we're all sleeping already, let's just have some fun and let's just talk about this. Um, I mean, at this point, anyone trying to tell you that they know what uh, the goal of the universe is, is, um, is, it's just theoretical. It's all theory. They, they can't know. They don't know. So now, that being said, I'm going to proceed to tell you what the goal of the universe is. Um, my theory, huh, do I want to do this? Um, my hope is that you're already asleep, so no one will actually hear this, because, again, it's a theory, and, eh, I guess if I say it's a theory, then it doesn't hurt anything. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm getting real vulnerable here. Alright, let's do it. My theory that the goal of the universe is relationship. That's the goal of the universe. And I mean, okay, universe is a broad term. Like, like what do we mean by universe? And that gets into a whole nother set of things and questions and philosophies and religions, um, but I'll just keep it on a very simple level. My theory is that the goal of the universe is relationship. Um, so what does that mean? Let's unpack this theory of mine. Um, so, uh, Relativity, man. Let's talk about relativity. I mean... Okay, that's... Sorry, just ignore that. Um, I was just being weird. Um, so, relationship. What do, what do I, I mean by relationship? Um, like, like the first thing that comes to mind is human relationship. Sorry, I need to burp again. Give me one second. 
Alright. Um, these are just little baby burps. They're nothing like crazy. It's just, you know, I just ate and have some pressure in my stomach and, you know, that, that whole human biology stuff. Um, anyways, back to our question. Wait, I don't, I don't know. Our, our, our theory. Well, okay, my theory. I'm now projecting this theory onto you. I'm sorry, my bad. Um, my theory, the goal of the universe is relationship. And, uh, and so relationship, what do we mean by relationship? Um, so like human relationship, um, people, like one person relating with another person, like two people connecting or, you know, more than two people, any, any number of people connecting, you know, on a human level, that's, that's one way, one, um, example of relationship. It's probably the very first kind of relationship we, we understand as humans coming into existence, um, when, um, yeah, we, we learn about, like, hey, these other people, and we learn how to relate with them, and how to manipulate them, let me say that again, and how to manipulate them, um, because we're just little babies that want something, and we're cute, and we learn how to get that something by relating with, um, our, whoever our caregiver is, um, whoever the, um, hopefully responsible human, um, that is there to, to take care of us as a cute little baby, um, and, uh, you know, that manipulation is, uh, we know that if we cry, um, we get something, and I mean, I mean, there's a lot more to this, like, you know, we don't know how to express ourselves, um, how to communicate, and even, like, we don't know all these experiences and things that are happening to us, um, you know, like, we want something, and so we cry, but we may not even know what we want, and, um, and I mean, let's just not pin this on babies, even as adults, you know, we don't cry at this point anymore, usually, but, um, a lot of times, like, we're frustrated inside, like, we feel this, this tension, this burden, um, but we don't know why or where it comes from or what is causing it. And, uh, I mean, I don't know, like, I totally forgot what I was talking about, but, um, it's just, you know, it's, it's something that happens to us, uh, and I think a lot of times that's just wanting relationship. 
and want someone to to care someone for us to to tell what we're feeling even if we don't know what it is that we're feeling um so yeah yeah i think that's that's on on line with what i was trying to say um yeah so uh and then and then on a non-human level of relationship like just on a scientific level what we've um been able to observe through advances in science and technology and all that stuff um and and we can get even on a theoretical level of um the theory of of relativity and all this physics stuff that I don't understand but watch way too many YouTube videos about um but uh let's just say on a science level let's um on an observational level we've observed um planets and solar systems and the sun and all these rotations that happen um and basically gravity um so oh gravity that is a fun topic but i might save that one for a another podcast um i wonder if publishing a podcast counts as intellectual property copyright or something of that nature because i'm going to be sharing a lot of my deepest uh thoughts and ideas in these bad boys so if you are able to stay awake and make it through and get out all the little juicy bits uh you might just learn something anyways uh let me not get distracted gravity is a very tempting subject for me to get distracted on but we'll continue on the relationship between planets and the sun and all these orbiting bodies in space um by bodies i don't mean like like human bodies but by like masses of stuff bodies as in objects like some are terrestrial like composed of rock and substances like that and some are are gas um like the sun which is this, this giant burning body of gas or like um uh jupiter which is not burning but um or as far as i know it's not burning i don't know maybe i mean it's probably burning somewhere like i'm sure there's some burning of some sort happening on Jupiter but um i just mean like it's not emitting high volumes of like all this stuff that it's burning uh, whatever um it's it's just a, it's a ball of gas as far as we know um but anyways um so there's there's all these things in space that are in relationship with each other there it is 
relationship. They, um, uh, they're, they're, they're in this relationship where they, um, I mean, I mean, and, and, and as far, as far as planets go and bodies in space or, um, things like this, like, it's a gravitational relationship, which is something we know very little about, um, because uh, it, it gets on a theoretical level once we start talking about gravity. I mean, like, obviously we can observe it and we can observe the properties of gravity. Um, but what causes it? That's that's the question. Like, wh- where does it come from? And some people, they think they can explain it. Okay, I might be one of those people. But um, it's a very rough theory. They're all theories. Everybody, everybody has something to say about it. It's just a theory. So, um, anyways, some have more, perhaps more validity than others, but um, they're all theories. Um, anyways. Uh, gosh, freaking gravity. I keep getting distracted. I just, I want to go down that rabbit hole, but I don't know. How much time do we have? What are we at? Is anybody still awake? Oh yeah, we're, we're only at like 30 minutes. So, um, we have some time. I think we have some time to talk about gravity. I don't know. Does anybody want to hear me talk about gravity? I mean, I think that's beside the point because you're listening to this to fall asleep. So, um, does anybody want to hear me talk about anything specific? Probably not. Just as long as I don't get too loud and wild which might be a dangerous topic when it comes to gravity because I get really loud and wild with gravity. It just gets me excited. Um, This is my excited voice right here. I know, right? It's been very um, detrimental to my social uh, expressions of um, receiving gifts and things of that nature throughout my life, you know, when someone gives you a gift, they don't want the response to be, oh, this is cool, because that just doesn't sound like you're excited about it, but I mean, I really like it, like, I think this is a really cool gift, this is the most meaningful gift someone has ever given to me, I think it's cool, but they just don't want to hear that because it sounds like I'm very disinterested in it. And this is why we are here. Back to the podcast on how to go nowhere. Um, because I have a superpower to make people fall asleep when I talk. 
and to make people not want to give gifts because all I give them back is negative reinforcement and my social cues of my lack of ability to express excitement of appreciating a gift that they gave me. I would say it's okay if you feel sympathetic for me, but I know you're already asleep, so I'm all on my own without anybody to uh, relate to. Yeah. And thus, I am missing the purpose of the universe in my life. And the ability to relate with someone, to have a relationship where I have a conversation with another human being expressing my thoughts and ideas and they stay awake to hear them. This is my lifelong battle. Perhaps I should become a writer and get my ideas down in writing. Um, so then maybe someone will have a chance to discover all the things that happen inside my head, such as the purpose of the universe. I interchanged purpose and goal. I was saying goal earlier. Now I'm saying purpose. Um, I mean, if we're referring to it as far as the universe, then... I don't know, like... Can the universe have a goal? Um, or is it just like, what is the purpose of the universe? It's kind of why I'm inter interchanging those terms. Um, but anyways, uh, just to clarify on that slight discrepancy of dictation. Um, that's a fun word, dictation. I always liked that word. Um, I always thought... Uh, the choice of verbiage that people use, or um, other words, their dictation was uh, interesting. Um, it was a, a, a thing that always intrigued me, and I don't know, when did I, I had that obsession for like a year, back in like junior high or some stupid age like that, where you shouldn't be thinking about things like this. Um, I was a weird kid. I thought about lots of crazy things as a kid. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just, yeah. And then now I just watch YouTube videos about other people talking about all their crazy ideas and claims, aka theories, about the world and the way it works and all that stuff. Sounds like we have a, a helicopter coming in.
get a little uh, ASMR action in here. Here's the soothing sound of a helicopter flying overhead. Just a nice drone coming by. Now that's a good sound. There we go. The sound of a helicopter, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, people of the world. Maybe I should address uh, people of not the world because uh, I don't want to outdate my podcast if um, people start living on Mars or something like that or or all oh, the people on the space station. I mean, I guess they're of the world still. Like if I say people of the world, I'm not saying people on the world like you have to be on the world to um to enjoy this podcast like you just had to be of the world like you you were born on the world but then you flew to space or something you know you still qualify um but if you're born not on the world like if you were born on the space station then um would you still be of the world? Hmm. Uh, that's a good question. Let me think about this. So, I mean, of the world, like... Yeah. Like you're... I don't know, if you're born in space... But you're you're from the people who are from the world. Could you still be of the world? Because that's like your culture. I mean, if we get into the whole ethnicity thing here, I mean, you have um, like first generation Americans, but um, like. Uh, let's just use Mexican, for example, like a Mexican family, um, as in a family from Mexico, but, um, they move here and have a kid, so he's a first-generation American, so he's, he's American, but, um, I mean, I think people would still refer to him as Mexican also, like, so I think if you are born in space, this podcast still applies to you, because you'd still be of the world. I think that, I think that's fair, but I could just change it, you know, like, like, I don't want to exclude anybody, um, even if, even if you're, uh, not of the world somehow, like, if you're, uh, like, I don't know, maybe, maybe, maybe there's people I don't know about who are from another, another planet or, um, place or something, I don't know, uh, 
you you can still enjoy this podcast like you you have my permission to listen and enjoy what I'm saying um I mean I I suppose I can't guarantee that you'll enjoy it that's up to you but um but uh, you have my blessing to enjoy it like I I would I would be uh hopeful that you would enjoy Ooh, here we go here comes another ASMR moment are you ready this time it's a jet it goes flying over can you just feel yourself as if you're traveling to a distant vacation land maybe Hawaii maybe somewhere else because you already live on Hawaii I don't know anyways that was a short lived jet of uh, ASMR moment um anyways uh yeah so what were we talking about again man I get distracted I would say I'm ADD but uh I, I don't know. I don't think that's true. I've never been diagnosed. Um, maybe someone listening can diagnose me. I don't know. Uh, oh, people of not the world. Are there people of not the world? Man, this is turning into a very deep podcast. Man, let me loose in a semi quiet not really that quiet room with a little handheld recorder and I just start going you know things get real because I feel like I might actually be talking to someone there might be someone out there who won't fall asleep and will actually hear my ideas but probably not you're all probably asleep let's be honest um, anyways, yeah, uh, are there people of not the world? Basically, that's a fancy way of saying, are there aliens? Um, the word aliens is just weird to me. It's like, wait, I don't know. It's a weird word to begin with, alien. I mean, there's a lot of stigma around that word. Um, getting into my whole diction thing again like uh, you have like the extraterrestrial alien thing I mean what if they're gaseous aliens like what would that that term be like extra gaseous aliens <laughs> um, I don't know sorry that made me laugh that was a funny joke for myself um Huh. I should write that one down. Maybe do a stand-up bit on it. I don't do stand-up. Um, unless if I'm in a room by myself, given a little microphone, and uh, like this one, and then sometimes I'll attempt to make a joke. Oh, do we have more ASMR? 
Yeah, I don't think you probably can't hear. Oh, there it is. I keep talking over it. Sorry. Here we have the hallway man. A man carrying stuff through the hallway with many stairs. He's a little old man, so he has to use uh, a little cart that he drags up the stairs, which makes this clacking sound that then makes the dogs in the apartment next door start barking. These little tiny dogs that, uh, they're just stuck behind this door, not knowing what's outside, not knowing the world beyond this door, just hearing the sounds of this little old man trying to carry his groceries up the stairs and uh and then this little cart just clacking just going clackety clackety clack up the stairs and uh yeah anyway sorry sorry I didn't advertise this as a ASMR podcast so I just kind of might have violated some of you a little bit right there I mean, I mean, I did it with the helicopter and the jet earlier, but those were probably a little less intrusive. I'm just slowly getting you uh, dabbled, dabbled into the world of ASMR. Um, I'm going to be honest, I've actually never listened to anything ASMR, um, so I, I don't know much about it from firsthand experience. Um, I've just had people tell me, like, you would be really good at doing an ASMR podcast. You should do that. And so here we are. Um, because I have a superpower to make people fall asleep when I talk. Again, I'm not advertising this as an a, um, ASMR podcast. Um... Oh, wow, that was a fun noise my throat just made. Sorry, one second. I think I need another burping moment. Burping, burping. There we go, that's how you say that word. I almost said, like, what did I say? Burping? Anyways. Um, okay, I think it's gone. Um, so... Where was I? Um, man, I get distracted so easily anymore. I blame it on cell phones. I, uh... I mean, I, I guess not, not cell phones inherently, but, like, all the, like, instant stuff where it's like, I'm like, oh, I need to... I really need to contact this person. I, um, I've been thinking about them a lot lately, and they're very important to me. I care a lot about them, and I haven't talked to them in a very long time. I miss them. I feel so bad that I haven't reached out to them in a while. I'm gonna do this. Okay, let's do this. I grab my cell phone. I go to text them. And then I see a little Instagram post of someone's cat, and I'm like, oh, that cat reminds me of my cat. It's so cute. I miss my cat. Oh, it's sitting on my lap. Oh, hi, cat. Um, you're cute. You're a cute cat. What else is on Instagram? 
Look at this. Look at this. Um. This picture of of a table someone made. It's a very nice table. It's it's made out of of walnut wood with a live edge walnut wood table that has been cast in resin so as to encapsulate that live edge into this beautiful sweeping design it looks like a nice calm river um, it's a very beautiful table that if I had had a home of any sort of stature I would enjoy having this table but since I live in a tiny apartment in LA it would probably be very silly in my apartment and make it very tight so unfortunately I can't have this table but um, I enjoy the craftsmanship of this table good job Instagram people that made this table and put it here for me to view. I appreciate you, random stranger. And then the next picture. What is the next picture? It's it's usually Disneyland. That's usually what comes after the table. Someone at Disneyland. That's like I'm at Disneyland. And I'm having a good time. Where are you? Um, and then after that, uh, hmm, what's usually after Disneyland? After Disneyland? I don't know. I'm in LA, so I know a lot of, uh, have a lot of actor friends, or, uh, people I follow on Instagram, I should say. I don't know. Friends is, is such a loose word these days. It's like, how often do I hang out with people in person? It's like, yeah, I follow you on Instagram and we met once. So that makes it legit, right? Um, but anyways. Um, oh, here comes the little old man with his um, stair cart. Jingling the keys, trying to get into his door. Gotta find the right key. He opens the door, puts the keys back in his pocket, pulls the cart in, and then slam goes the door. And then you hear the little locks latching. Sorry, the uh, sound quality of those sounds is very poor because it's uh, outside of my apartment in the hallway with uh, no special device set up, just, just my little voice recorder here. And just to uh, make a disclaimer, I'm not like watching him do these things, I'm just, I've heard these sounds a lot, so I'm just like in my little room with the microphone talking and I hear them happening so I'm just narrating off of what I'm hearing I'm not like peeking out the door at him like watching and narrating what he's doing that would be weird I'm not weird like that um anyways 
uh, I might have given it some some slight dramatization for your enjoyment also. So uh, the events in this podcast may not be true to their full extent or uh, completely accurate. Is what I'm saying. I might I might exaggerate things here and there uh, for dramatic effect. To help you feel the sense of excitement that this podcast contains. I'm sorry, I, I just started speaking in an accent, didn't I? That was weird. Um, I don't even know what kind of accent I was talking in. It was like a... a uh, I don't know, it was weird. It was almost like Owen Wilson... But, like, with a little more of a Midwestern slang. Yeah, I don't know. Anyways, uh, man, I get distracted. Do you ever get distracted? Also, when did I start whispering? How long have I been whispering for? Hmm, I don't know. Uh, but anyways, I should probably keep whispering, because you're probably asleep already, and I don't want to wake you up. Because I got some really good secrets I'm going to share, and I don't want anyone to be stealing them. So, um... But I just don't remember what they were, like what I was talking about. But I really like this room tone sound. I'm just going to take a minute and let you listen to my room tone. It's probably not as good if you don't have headphones on. Like if you're listening on a speaker, it's probably just some annoying noise on the speaker. But if you have headphones, it's a pretty nice, nice little room tone sound. Also, I should mention that I am recording this in mono. You know, I, I uh, have this little, sorry, I had a little burping moment again. Um, anyways, uh, I have a little recorder this this little field handheld field recorder I use for I don't know just silly stuff. It's just kind of um, like if I'm like, oh, it's raining outside. I want to record some rain because I'm weird like that. I like recording rain. It's very annoying because um, it's not useful. It's not a useful skill that anyone can use. They're just like, why do you have this recording of rain? But anyways, um, yeah, I've used it for like, like little like concerts occasionally. Like, uh, like, uh, like there's this, this choir that, um, has me record 
them every once in a while, and it's like, it's not like a paying thing, really, it's just like, hey, can you record us, and so I, I grab um, these little handheld things that I have, they're just, um, they're, they're not super expensive, they're pretty cheap little handheld recorders that I just throw in the, um, the hall that they're singing in and, and capture the sound of them singing, um, but anyways, uh, so for some reason I, I, uh, decided to record this podcast in mono, um, like as in mono being, uh, um, it's only one channel of audio, so there are two microphones, but, uh, they're both mixing down into one channel, um, but at this moment, this precise moment, I began to question that decision, you know, because if I'm just recording my voice, um, there's, there's really not a lot of, uh, reasoning for a stereo recording, but this room tone that I'm really liking, the sound, this little background noise, which I'm really liking would be so much better in stereo because you would get the the diversity in each ear of like the complexity of the room tone um, you know listening to it on mono it's it's nice like it's got like a nice soothing hum to it, and all these different flavors and textures and varieties of hums and comings and goings of busyness, but it's all mixed down into one channel, so you don't get the full immersion of two ears hearing even more of the complexity of all of that room tone. Yeah, my cats are asleep now. I even put them to sleep by talking. This is some really nice room tone. gotta sit and appreciate the sound, you know, that's around you sometimes. Like, I honestly think that ASMR, uh, could go out of business, uh, as if, as if ASMR is all, like, one entity, but I mean, like, if people learned how to appreciate the sounds around them in their natural environment, how to even hear them for starters, then, um, it's just natural ASMR. That's all I'm doing here. I'm just sharing my world with you. Um, 
There's just subtleties. Little, little sounds in our life that we never pay attention to. We forget that are there. The sound of a refrigerator, you know, our freezer kicking on, giving a little background hum. Um, you know, we, we don't appreciate it. We just continue living our life not acknowledging the efforts of the refrigerator and all the other things around us you know, air conditioning the noise of an air conditioner now, now that is that is a topic to talk about the noise of an air conditioner um Have I managed to uh, postpone the topic of gravity long enough for a future podcast? Let me look at the time. Sorry, one second. What are we at? Hey, we're at 65 minutes, so I can wrap this sucker up at any point now. Um... I don't know, I mean, like, I don't really have any, um, any specific length of time, like, I guess I was just shooting for an hour, somewhere around there, um, I mean, honestly, with my, my super human abilities, uh, it probably only needs to be, like, 15 minutes long, but, uh, the longer I sit with the microphone, the more interesting things get, and, uh, if there's anybody out there with the, uh, anecdote to my voice that has the ability to stay awake and listen to these ideas of mine, you might just learn something. You never know. Um, yeah. I'm just gonna end on a nice moment of appreciation for this room tone. In fact, I think I'm gonna switch my mic over to stereo mode so you can get the full effect. Um, so, uh, yeah, I hope you enjoyed the show. I, you know, hope you're, uh, you're not still awake if, if, you know, you need to sleep. Maybe I can end you on a little lullaby if you've made it this far. You're just like, oh, I cannot sleep. Why am I still awake? Let's just make up a little lullaby for you. Um, a lullaby, lullaby. That's a weird word, lullaby. It's 
kind of fun. Kind of fun to say. You wanna sleep, but are still awake. Listen to how to go nowhere. It'll help you sleep, cause it's super boring. That's what people tell 